0: You're listening to a podcast from gravitychurch.com, Lodi, California. Last week, we started talking about our heart. Last week, we shared a story, um, a parable that Jesus used that illustrated what the kingdom of God is like. He used a lot of different stories to try to get us to understand what his kingdom is like. And the story that we looked at last week, if you were here, was the story of these three guys who were given something that's the story of the talents. And the story goes that this, this king was getting ready to take a trip and he pulls three guys in and he hands them each a bag of gold. The first guy, he gives one sack of gold. The next guy, he gives two sacks of gold. And the next guy, he gives five sacks of gold. Incredible opportunity, really, is what he saw in them. He could have given that gold to anybody, but he saw something in these three guys that made him perk up and want to give them this incredible opportunity. And so as we read the story, we looked at how these three guys responded to the opportunity that was given to them. We find that one of the guys took his gold and put it to work, and he actually doubled his money. The next guy did the same thing. He doubled his money. But the third guy, it was very interesting, he took his gold and he actually dug a hole and he buried it. And as we began to talk about it, as we began to try to understand what this guy was thinking, we realized that he was afraid. He was afraid of the guy. He was afraid of his master. Matter of fact, he was so afraid that he was willing to throw away the opportunity that had been given to him. And we talked about how God makes it clear in Scripture that he gives something each one of us. And what he gives us, if we use it, he will give us more. If he gives you something and you use it well, he will bless you with more. And we found out that fear is really one of the things that holds us back in our life from engaging our hearts, from giving what God's given to us. And so tonight, I want to talk about our heart a little bit deeper and a little bit more in depth. Over the course of the next several weeks, we're going to talk about some stuff that is going to scare the poop out of you, some stuff that nobody really wants to talk about. Because it's the stuff that all of us carry inside. It's the stuff that we all wrestle with. But it's the real stuff. And we can't go any further until we figure this stuff out, right? The Bible says in lots of different places that our heart is at the center of our lives. It says it a lot of different ways and it uses a lot of different illustrations. But at its core, the Bible says that our heart is at the center of our lives, of where we come from, of who we are. And the Bible says in the book of Proverbs that we're supposed to guard our heart above all else because it determines the course of our life. Think about that for a second. Guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. In another translation, it says guard your heart because out of it flow the wellsprings of your life. It means everything about you and me, it comes out of our heart. In another place in Scripture, in Proverbs, it says, as a face is reflected in water, so the heart reflects the real person. So we can look in a lake or in a stream and in water, we can see our reflection. The Bible says that our heart reflects the real person or the real us. So it's worth asking a question, what exactly is our heart, right? I mean, the Bible puts such an emphasis on this that it says that it reflects who you really are. Well, I know people, I know myself, and it's sometimes hard enough for us to figure out who we really are just by ourselves, right? If the Bible says that your heart reflects who you really are, then it's a good idea for us to understand how this whole heart business works. And so the Bible gives us a lot of insight and a lot of understanding about how God views our heart and what exactly our heart is. But I want to give you a working definition of it. I want to give you something that you can bite your teeth into, something that you can hold on to, and it's going to take us several weeks to really understand this. But the Bible summarizes our heart by four things. Our mind, our will, our emotions, and our conscience. These four things are what equal our heart. Our mind, our will, our emotions our conscience these are the components that when we read in scripture and there's hundreds of verses in scripture by the way to talk about our heart when we read in scripture about the heart of man what it's talking about is our mind our will our emotions our conscience this is the place where you and i decide things where we reason things out this is the place Where we harbor all of our feelings, good or bad. That's where it goes. This is the place where we hold and keep all of our hurt. All of our pain goes in our heart. This is the place where you know what is right and what is wrong. It's all summarized in our heart. I have a little present here with me tonight. This is an old computer that that I have. It's, it's, I was, it's supposed to do that. (laughs) It's a really old computer now, huh? Man, I was really thinking I was going to use a real one too. I'm so glad I brought this old junker. Anyway, everybody knows what this is, right? I got this, this computer hardware housing up here and inside of it used to be a hard drive. And those of you that aren't very technical or very computer savvy, I'll give you a little clue. All of the little stuff on the screen, all the little things that we see up there, all the the bright lights and all that stuff, it all gets stored on a hard drive. That's really the only thing you need to know. This hard drive stores all of my computer data, all of the information that passes through my computer. And for you and I to understand tonight what we're going to start talking about, about our heart, it's very important that you get some type of a tangible understanding of how your heart works. And I want you to think of this computer when you think about your heart. Because everything that you've ever been told goes right into your heart. Everything that you've ever been through, it gets stored right here in your heart. Everywhere that you go, you take your heart with you and you don't remove its contents. It goes with you. Every time you make a decision, you and I sometimes think that when we face things in life, we make decisions and it's just, you know, ah, it's just what I feel at the moment. No. You make your decision from here. It's your heart. Every single time somebody does something and it pushes that button inside of you and you respond with anger or you respond with shame or you respond with whatever the emotion is and you think, oh man, that person, they just pissed me off. It's that person right there. No. It's right here. It's inside your heart. And this goes with you everywhere you go for the rest of your life. Now, having said all that, don't you think that this is kind of an important piece of equipment that you and I carry around inside of us? Don't you think that this is something that we ought to pay attention to? This is something that we ought to know what's going on inside of it? I dropped my heart right here in front of you guys. (laughs) Kind of silly, kind of careless. I wasn't planning to, honestly, but it's funny how things work out, huh? It works right now because some of us we have had our heart dropped a few times, huh? Anybody here ever had a broken heart? Come on. Has anybody ever been through junior high school? Come on. At a deeper level, at a deeper understanding, you and I all go through situations where we ask ourselves, Why did I say that? Why did I do that? Why did I respond that way again? Right? We all go through situations in life where we find ourselves going through the experience and coming out the other side going, dang it, why? 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 The answer lies right here. The answer lies in our heart. The answer can be found right here. In Luke chapter 6, Jesus gives us a little insight. And in the middle of this passage of Scripture, Jesus is, he is talking to his disciples. And he's laying out for them just a brilliant sermon with illustration after illustration. This is the sermon in the book of Luke where Jesus looks at it and he says, Hey, you who think you've got your act all figured out and you want to judge your brother who has a speck in his eye? This is the story where Jesus says, no, you go and take the log out of your own life first and then go and deal with your brother. That's what Jesus is saying, okay? I want to give you some background so you know that he's worked up. Jesus is in the middle of saying some really strong things. And right towards the end of his sermon to these guys, he says this. He says, you know what? The good man, he brings good things out of the good that's stored up in his heart. And the evil man, he brings evil things out of the evil that's stored up in his heart. And then here's the clincher. Here's the linchpin. Here's where you and I live. It says, Jesus looks at him and says, because out of the overflow of your heart, it's where your mouth speaks. Out of the overflow of what is in here is where you and I talk. It's where you and I act. It's where you and I respond. It's where you and I make decisions. It's where you and I do what we do day to day. It comes from somewhere. And Jesus said, it comes from your heart. It comes from your mind. It's coming from your will, your emotions, your conscience. It's coming from this place. And he says it in this sermon. He says, it's stored up. It gets stored up right inside of here. It's a powerful thought, really, when you think about it. And it's a very mm, scary thought to think that my words represent my heart. So, now, every one of us right here in this place, just for the next 30 seconds, I want you to think. We're going to make this easy for you. I want you to think back over the last two hours. Just think back in your mind over the last two hours. It's not very long. Come on, guys. You can do this. Two hours of your life. Who have you seen? Who have you had contact with? What situations have you encountered? What's happened? What reactions have happened to you in the last just two hours? We're not going back two days. We're just two hours of your life. What has come out of your mouth? It's in your heart. It's what's in there somewhere. Now, if I were to say, how many of you like what's come out of your mouth in the last two hours? Maybe some of you guys had a good couple hours. I don't know. But some of us would be sitting here going, come on, dude. That's not true. That's not really what's inside my heart. I was just having a moment, you know. My kid just, you know, or my wife just, whatever. The guy in the car, whatever. But it's time that you and I start figuring out what's going on because I don't know about you, but life is way too short for me to continue to play games and think that I'm happy with the situations that I'm facing without understanding how things work. This life, this world, it's a wreck. And people are asking more and more and more questions trying to figure out how this all works. I, for one, tired of not knowing. And it starts with my heart. It starts with me getting real with me and me getting real with Jesus and saying, all right, God, show me what's really happening inside of me. It's time for me to stop blaming everything else and everybody else in every other situation for what goes on in my life. It's about me. Jesus, or actually, in the book of Psalms, there's a very interesting conversation that David has with God. Now, if you read the book of Psalms, you have to understand the context of it. David's a guy who is all over the map. This is a guy that I absolutely love. Of anybody in scripture that I can relate to, I relate to David. Because David in one psalm is crying out to God for mercy, just going, God, you are the greatest thing I have ever experienced in my life. And in the very next psalm, he is going, God, why have you abandoned me for these enemies to eat me for breakfast? I mean, he is schizophrenic to the core. And the Bible says David is also a warrior. This is a guy that kills people. Now, I know in our culture, it's not right. We don't understand that concept that you actually pull out a sword and kill people. But back where he lived, he did this stuff. And this is this is under, important that we understand this context. And then we understand that David had a, the most real, gut-level, authentic relationship with God that is recorded for us to read. And it's like reading a diary. When you read the book of Psalms, it's like reading a guy's diary. I love it. It's like reading his journal. And so David, in the middle of this journal we pick up something that he says that speaks to where we live right now he says in the middle of psalms 27 he says hear me as i pray o lord be merciful and answer me look at what he says my heart has heard you say to me come and talk with me and my heart responds Yes, Lord, I'm coming. Did you catch that? My heart hears you say come. And it's with my heart that I respond and say yes. See, God speaks to us in our hearts. This is where God speaks to us. Our mind, our will, our emotions, our consciousness, our conscience. This is where God speaks to us. How many of you have ever tried to figure out how God speaks to people? I know I have. There's one question that I've been asked probably more in ministry than anything. It's like, what's this whole God talks to you thing? Yeah, I know, it's a little crazy. But God speaks to us. The God that breathed the universe into existence takes time to have a conversation with us. And David, thousands of years ago, understood how it worked. It's a conversation of your heart. It's a conversation where God speaks to your heart, and we respond with our heart. And we do what he says to do from our heart, and it translates into action, and it translates into decisions, and it translates into life change. A heart is super, super important. And a lot of us have a hard time with our hearts. See, when I said at the beginning that over the course of the next few weeks, we're gonna talk about stuff that it scares us to talk about. It's because I have found that the heart operates like a valve. It's either turned on Or it's turned off. It's either open or it's closed. It's not open sometimes and closed other times. The heart doesn't work that way. And some of us sitting here tonight think that we can open our heart to God. But keep it closed to each other. And it doesn't work that way. God wants us to have hearts that work. God wants us to have hearts that function. God wants us to have hearts that listen and respond. Hearts that are soft. Hearts that beat. Hearts that feel. Hearts that do what he created them to do. And yet, some of our hearts are closed tonight because of what's happened to us in our lives. Because of what has happened throughout the course of our time here on this earth. Some of us here tonight are carrying around stuff. It's damaged us. It's damaged our heart. And God wants to heal it. See, the most beautiful thing about this illustration about our hard drive, our little computer hard drive that we carry around, is that we're going to learn together that when we come to Jesus, He's promised to give us a new heart. He's promised to give us a heart that listens to him. He's promised to give us a heart that works properly, that's open and not closed, a heart that feels and doesn't reject, a heart that loves truly like he loves us. And so tonight, we have to make a choice. See, this isn't something that you and I can just fix right here in one moment when most of us have been going through stuff our whole life, right? But I can tell you that what changes in one moment begins the process of letting God fix what's not right. And it's a choice. It's a simple choice to say yes to God and to let him start working on the inner side places of our hearts. It's a scary choice. It's a brave choice. Matter of fact, it's a choice that I remember not too long ago, a few Saturday nights ago, I sat with a a friend of mine who was wrestling and wrestling and wrestling, not because she didn't know God loved her, not because she didn't believe that Jesus accepted her, not because she didn't want a relationship with God. It was because she had her heart under wraps where nobody could hurt her anymore. And she didn't even want to open it up to Jesus because that meant she was going to let herself feel again. And that was way too scary. See, when we get calluses around our heart, when we get calluses around the place that we feel, we're able to adapt. We're able to go through things. We're able to keep on going. But part of us dies in the process. Yeah, we can keep on going through life and we keep on going through things. We can get in another relationship with somebody and they can say, oh, I love you. And you can say, oh, I love you back. But we know deep down inside that you've only got part of me because part of me I'm not giving away because I know what happens when I do. And then we come to God and we come here to a place like this and we see things and we hear things and we experience things and we go, God, can it be real? Can you really love me? Can you really protect my heart? Can you really do what this guy up here says you can do? And something inside of us starts pulling and we start feeling the gravity of God tugging at us and pulling us close and we want it more than anything, but we're scared to death because it means what if, what if I might hurt again, right? What if? Sometimes the pain, the potential pain of going through something that we know is good for us will keep us away from the thing that God wants more than anything. It's real. It's true. The potential pain will keep us from doing the right thing. I had a, I had a conversation this last week. I breakfast with a, another good friend of mine, guy I'm really enjoying getting to know. Got an amazing story. we were blessed to have him around, and we were talking about his life and his experience, and for a short period of time, he was living on the streets. Those of you guys that are familiar with us, you know we're out there. We, we, we love what God is doing in the homeless community, but he was living out on the streets for a while, and he was addicted, and he told me something that blew me away. He said, you know, Jason, he said, sometimes they want so bad to be off of the alcohol, but they're so scared of the DTs and detoxing and how sick they're gonna get that they would rather stay drunk. They know it's killing them. They know how bad it is for them, but the fear of getting sick will keep them on a the road that's gonna kill them. And you and I do the same thing with our hearts. The fear of having to look at that bitterness And actually choose to forgive. The fear of having to let go of my anger. When it's been my best friend for so long. The fear of letting go. Of my whatever addiction is. That makes me feel better. When I need a fix. I would rather hang on to it. Even though it's killing me. Let's pray. God tonight. As we. God, we just want to be real with you. We just want to lay our hearts open before you. We just want to let you have access to the door of our hearts, God. God, our hearts are delicate things. They're things that sometimes we don't know how to handle properly. We don't know what to do with them. But God, there's one thing that we want to be able to do and that is trust you we want to be able to trust you God because if we can trust you then we can give you our hearts and so God tonight I pray that as we take the next couple moments and we let you begin to talk to us in the places where we live I pray that God you would bring us to one simple phrase God I trust you God, I trust you. God, I trust you. You've been listening to GravityChurch.com.